Hey everyone, welcome to Memory Maze, taking wrong turns and right decisions with Alzheimer's, a podcast where I share the unfiltered story of navigating this disease alongside my dad. This isn't your typical medical rundown. This is our journey, my journey, with my father. A journey through laughter and tears, frustration and acceptance, loss and the fierce, unwavering love that binds my family together. Let me introduce you to our main character, the ever-charming Papap. He is fondly called this by his grandchildren, Pap for short. And he wasn't always defined by this disease. His story begins in the heart of the suburbs of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, specifically Homestead in the year 1939. Imagine a bustling steel city alive with the clang of industry and the warmth of close-knit communities. That's where my dad was born, into a vibrant Hungarian family overflowing with siblings, cousins, aunts and uncles. Everyone worked in the steel mills in some capacity, and my dad had the all-American childhood. Backyards weren't just lawns, they were baseball diamonds for my dad and his boyhood crew. He wasn't Babe Ruth, but rumor has it, my dad was pretty good. He chased fly balls and swung for the fences like a champ. He also loved to ride his bike and oftentimes laughs about flying down the hilly streets of Homestead. I love listening to my dad talk of his childhood. His face lights up and he chuckles at his little secret stories. I asked him one time when he started playing golf and he told me at around 11 years old, he followed his friend to a local golf course. His friend already had a job there. And when the manager asked who my dad was, he lied and said he was the caddy for one of the golfers. After that, he kept coming back and nobody questioned it. So after high school graduation, my dad saw an opportunity with the army. They offered him a sweet deal. If he volunteered to be drafted, he would only need to serve two years. So he got to travel to Germany and France, and this was before the whole World War II mess was over. But let's be honest, his army stories are more about dodging drills and hearing Russian tanks rumble than saving the world. But hey, he got to travel, and I'm sure he raised some ruckus with his fellow servicemen. And if you ask him how long he served, he will say, one year, 11 months, and 15 days. Why the commuted sentence, you ask? Well, as he puts it, the ship was leaving, and his commander said, get that kid out of here. My dad was no troublemaker, of course, and from the Army, he moved to Washington, D.C. with a group of his buddies. He loved those D.C. days. He and his friends filled the apartment with beer bottles and Motown beats, girlfriends and good times. And all through that, he balanced part-time work with night classes as he was building his future as a teacher in architectural drafting and design. But little did he know, from her balcony above his apartment, a blue-eyed blonde was already tracing his every move. My mom, 
Nancy, was a transplant from Weymouth, Massachusetts. She was down there working as a secretary for the FBI, and she had set her sights on my dad the day he moved in. They immediately hit it off. In his story, is that she had a few too many at a party and yelled across the room, Hey, are you going to marry me or what? And he said, I sure am. So after the wedding bells, they moved to Maryland for a few years where they had three children. I am the oldest. My mom was born and bred in New England and wanted to raise her children with family. So they moved up to Massachusetts and bought a three-bedroom raised ranch in a quiet neighborhood filled with young families. This would be the house my dad would live in for the next 50 years. Dad became a high school drafting teacher, working in the industrial arts department of a small New England town high school. My dad has a sharp wit and a great sense of humor, and this was not lost on his high school students. That wit found ways to peek through the classroom, making learning an adventure and not a chore. I've met many of his students over the year and they have all loved him. He fit right in with all of the students and the staff in the vocational department and truly loved his profession. Oftentimes we would go to the wood shop with him on weekends where he would build a shelf or a small coffee table for our house sometimes even a Pinewood Derby car. He loved to tinker around the shop and had a bit of an artistic flair. But later in life, he moved to fixing everything with duct tape, much to our chagrin. But I do remember the fun woodshop creations. He wasn't just a teacher though. He was also a Boy Scout leader, a pack leader, a baseball coach, a soccer coach, and a driver's ed instructor. Soccer was his favorite, and he coached youth soccer and high school soccer for many years. He took his high school boys team to the state championship to claim their victory. That year won him the esteemed award of State Coach of the Year, and he beamed with pride. We still have the plaque displayed. It was one of his favorite accomplishments. My dad loved golf. If I could give one word to describe my dad's love, aside from my mom, of course, and his children, it would be golf. He loved playing it, watching it, reading about it, and teaching it. Our family room carpet was putting green green, perfect for his practice space. He had golf clubs leaned in every corner of the room, golf balls stacked in every empty decorative bowl, and handfuls of tees and pencils on every shelf or mantle, even in his pockets. Wednesdays were a sacred ritual, golf night with his buddies. Imagine the smack talk, the putts missed by inches, the laughter echoing across the green. And I'm sure they enjoyed themselves at the 19th hole. It was his time to unwind and be a kid again and bond with his fellow guys. He always came home with a pizza. We knew if we snuck out of bed around 930 Dad would be chatting with Mom over pizza, and maybe we could have the last slice. Through all this activity, he was a devoted husband and father. He loved his family, and he gave us a childhood filled with love and support, fun, and those stereotypical family road trip vacations in a big station wagon. There we were, piled in, 
a mix of sleeping bags and pillows amongst suitcases and coolers, while pulled over on the side of the road and dad under the hood fixing whatever had broken halfway into our journey. My dad is a special guy and he hasn't changed. He is as witty and funny as he ever was, always quick with a joke. He always had a smile on his face and a swagger in his step. He still loves to talk about coaching soccer and loves to hear what his grandkids are up to, but it's different now. Where he was once the leader of his family, he now looks to be led. Conversations are repetitive, hygiene and personal care have deteriorated, and his ability to live independently has been compromised. Because here's the thing, Alzheimer's doesn't care about who you are or how educated you are or how much you love or you are loved. It doesn't discriminate. It's like a thief, stealing lives, stealing futures, stealing memories. And this is about more than just dad. It's about all the dads, the moms, the siblings and friends, anyone whose life has been touched by this cruel disease. We're in this together. And remember, in the meantime, hold your loved ones close, tell them your stories and cherish every shared memory. Thank you for listening and allowing me to introduce you to my dad. And until next time, stay strong, stay kind, and never forget to laugh.